Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Noel Andrews. Noel, are you ready to do this? Oh yeah, let's do it. Let's 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 go. Noel is the CEO of JobRack. They're an organization helping business owners hire quality remote team members from Eastern Europe. Again, I'm excited to have you on, Noel. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, sure. So I'm based here in London, in England. Uh, I really love my water sports, things like wakeboarding and kite surfing. And having moved to London where about six months ago, I've got a growing addiction to kind of rooftop bars, uh, getting outside <laughs> as much as we can, especially now we can kind of drink and be outside again, which is good. Uh, we're blessed with a fair few here in London. So uh, so that, that's pretty good on, on the personal side. Uh, work-wise, like you said, I run jobrack.eu um, and we're entirely focused on Eastern Europe. Um, there's a, just an incredible caliber of people out that way. And obviously in the last kind of 18 months the whole world has just discovered remote work that which you know some of us had been tapped into for a while um and yeah and i spend my time helping entrepreneurs and business owners um and indeed people that don't have businesses um that just want some kind of help and want to hire remote workers to do great things and, and help them deliver nice well, i appreciate that i also am a a a lover of a good rooftop bar no so so appreciate that <laughs> where where were you before where there weren't quite as many or is so London is is, yeah. is 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 London just the spot? Uh, Lon- London's the spot in England, uh, definitely for <laughs> rooftop bars. Uh, I, th- I was down in the southwest of England, so on the coast, uh, which was much more conducive for water sports. Like I was ten minutes from the beach for kite surfing, so uh, so yeah, that was great. Got it, perfect. So, has has the last eighteen months COVID has it totally opened up people's thought that that doing what you're doing is 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 possible has it just changed everything it's been interesting so yes to a point Uh, the, the biggest thing that what's happened in the last 18 months is that because everyone now can work remotely and businesses are open up to this so it just means that there's so much more competition for the great candidates and you know it's less good for people that previously you know if a business was in london and they were looking to hire you know, generally they'd hire locally from London. Um, whereas now, a lot of those businesses are looking and saying, well, we can hire anywhere. You know, we don't have to limit ourselves to the quality or the skills that are available locally, um, but also for the costs, you know, so living in London's not a cheap place to live. There are other places in England and further afield that are considerably lower cost of living. Um, and therefore that has an effect on um, on the kind of the salaries and the costs that you pay. So uh, yeah, it's been, it still is very, very interesting. Um, a lot of remote business owners are finding out that the, the competition is huge um, and it's generally really good for the candidates too uh, you know they're, they're just seeing kind of tons of opportunity um, to um, you know, work for businesses all over the world and also for, for those people that previously were very kind of conventional in, in terms of lives you know uh, in one spot they're discovering that they can now work remotely and actually have a, a bit more freedom a bit more life and still hold down a, a really great job yeah fascinating it's it's uh, I think that that every every part of of this change that we're going through is super interesting from a exactly like you laid out from the actual company itself and then from from the from the employee perspective that that things are just now um, not totally different but 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 so different um and it, it's 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 really the perception i can't imagine that there's that many people well and, and, and i could be wrong from the actual employee or the candidate perspective I, I, I would imagine that people are really, really, really open to this. 
So, yes, in many areas, but there's a lot of resistance. There's a lot of, um, I'm going to, I'll be a bit controversial, a lot of old school CEOs of big conventional corporate businesses, right, that are very anti it, that can't wait to get people back in the office. Um, and some of that is trust. Some of that, some of that is genuine, right? There are some teams and some tasks that are really harder to do remotely. If you want to have a workshop with people, um, it is better to have people on their feet in a room brainstorming, coming up with great ideas, things like that. But then when it comes time to do the work, they do not need to be in the same room together. So it's it's finding their feet with this kind of this, you know, the hybrid way forward as it's being referred to. So no, that there's still a lot of companies that are pretty anti it. If you look at the, you know, here where I am in, in Canary Wharf, so it's like the kind of financial center of London investment banks, etc. You know, there's a lot of them that are saying, you know, they want people to come back in full time. And equally, there's a lot of people that have been, you know, had what a year and a half or so of not having to do a commute of maybe 45 minutes to an hour each way every day that are going, yeah, that doesn't sound so good. Um, they want to kind of be a bit more hybrid. So each company is kind of finding their own way. What we are already seeing, though, is that the companies that are trying to force people back in the office are losing talent and they're losing people because the job market is really healthy right now um, at all levels from the you know people that want to work behind a bar or a restaurant right up to kind of senior exec level it's a really really healthy market so if you get someone that's thinking i don't want to go back to spending two hours of my life on a you know uh, hot packed underground metro system they don't need to so uh, that that's kind of again so many different as you said interesting shifts at all aspects of it yeah yeah that that certainly makes sense so how how did you start this like what was how how did how'd that happen yeah so i i'd spent kind of 15 years in kind of the corporate it world uh working my way up through kind of project management and into it leadership and it director level roles um i spent a lot of time kind of hiring and leading large teams and i was always frustrated with that that candidate experience and interviewing etc um i've always been entrepreneurial and i'd been kind of looking for an opportunity for a little while part of a really great community of, uh, of online business owners and um, all kind of linked around kind of location independence as a kind of a, a thing that people aim for. And um, the guys that originally started JobRack, uh, that it was a bit of a side hustle, but they'd done well with it. They were looking to concentrate on their, their kind of primary gig. And um, so it was up for either sale or it was going to get shut down. Uh, it had been mothballed and just it, this was 2018. And I could just straight away, it was just absolute like serendipity. It's absolutely perfect hit the spot really, really well with kind of my tech background, um, the people side of things in interviewing, and it was niched right down. And that, that's always a big thing for me with any business idea is like, you know, niche within a niche within a niche, and then you're, you're really kind of hitting on something. So something like JobRack, where it's focused on remote work, specifically in Eastern Europe, uh, it just just grabbed at me. Um, so yeah, so I bought JobRack, yeah, three years ago now, and been uh, slowly building it from there. And things are really, really kind of gathering pace. And it's that you know, kind of, uh, we mentioned like briefly about kind of the why. And for me, it's easy because this is a business that's like literally, it said a triple win. So you know, I'm, I'm genuinely helping people, whether it's the business owners that we're helping to grow their businesses through hiring great people. Um, we're helping people in Eastern Europe. You know, we're helping people get better jobs in areas where, you know, some of the local salaries are really, really terribly low. So we're helping them improve their skills, get better jobs and work for kind of businesses all over the world. Um, and it's profitable as well, which is always the aim of any business. It yeah. lets me lead lead the kind of life that I want. And crucially is, and the, the thing that maybe I didn't quite expect in the, in the very early days, I'd spend my days doing what I really enjoy, having conversations with business owners and kind of people that are leading teams and just helping them to hire. So, you know, I've got a fantastic operations team um, that kind of drives the actual, you know, kind of doing side of things. My role is just, you know, helping business owners and talking to people like me, people like you, George, that, you know, 
kind of uh, struggle with hiring because you know hiring's hard. So uh, yeah, it's, it's I enjoy every day, which is awesome. How is this different than um, than maybe a, a, an Upwork, Elance? Yeah, sure. So we our primary focus is on you know you want to hire a team member, someone that's like almost an employee, someone that you want to treat as an employee and be part of your team. That's what we're about. So it can be part time. It can start from just, you know, a few hours a week. But you're looking for someone or the clients that we work with are people that are looking for like long term committed people, not constantly, um, you know, having to find the next freelancer or worry about if they get if their person on kind of Odesk lance upwork these days um is going to be available for them next week things like that so getting into kind of getting you know certainly when someone's full-time you get their shower thoughts right so in the morning they're in the shower and they're thinking of you and they're thinking of you know how can they be better at, at their job um and even part-time you get a bit of that so just much more committed something that you can really kind of build a you know a sustainable long kind of long-term business around when you know you can do that great with freelancers but, but there is a limit when you just you want people that are committed to you and, and that's what we do so we specialize in that what are the big objections that, that, that you run into as you're having these conversations? Um, we get a few. So it's quite, I mean, you get the remote ones. So every now and again, uh, I was running some Facebook ads last year, for instance, uh, aimed at employers. Um, we, every now and again, I'd get some pretty unhappy comments at like, you know, the outsourcing and offshoring of jobs out of the US, for instance, mm. which was where we were advertising. So people were pretty unhappy about that. Um, <laughs> people worry about the language barrier. Um, so we talk to people a lot about that and, and some of that is because in kind of Western Europe, in the UK, Australia, and the US especially, we're not always so great at being having second languages, right? So the number of people that speak a second or a third language is pretty minimal. Whereas you head into places of, the, you know, regions of the world like Eastern Europe, for instance, and actually two is almost a minimum and three, four, and five is pretty common. So having people that speak, you know, Bosnian, German, uh, Serbian, and really great English is is really normal um so we, we you know people have a bit of fear about oh is their english going to be good enough can i put them in front of clients will they have too strong an accent and will my customers think i've just kind of outsourced to kind of cheap offshore labor things like that um and the biggest objection is that you know people worry about how to hire um because you know choosing great people is, is difficult and that's that's the primary thing that we do is we help people hire um that yeah they're, they're probably kind of the main objections that we that we see yeah, I appreciate that. I imagine you got some pretty nasty uh, responses on the whole "you're taking our jobs" thing on social media because that's that's just what happens there. So, probably a story for another day. So, how to hire? That is a. You, you, I think you really hit the nail on that. It is hard to hire people, and unless you are doing that full time and you have a process that's defined, you're probably going to struggle with it. So, enter Noel, and you can help to screen candidates talk take 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 me through how how, how you actually find candidates mm, sure so the main thing is we put a lot of effort in so some jobs it's relatively straightforward so you know if you're a business owner out there and you want to find a virtual assistant let's say there are you know, hundreds of sites all over the world and, and job is one of those where you can go and you can post an advert and you can get a good good volume of responses uh, you've got to do the hard work yourself in, in that instance you've got to you know review the candidates you get filter them there's going to be some ones that are completely irrelevant and you've got to go through that process but those kind of roles the candidates are out there and there's always a healthy stream um there are some roles, though, if you want a senior developer role right now, you know, especially in some of the really kind of um, uh, what's kind of uh, competitive skills like React or Ruby on Rails, things like that. 
these guys and girls are not hanging out on job boards. You have to actively hunt and source them. So that's what we do. So we we basically do all of the heavy lifting for our customers. Um, so people come to us and they'll say, you know, I want to hire this person. But, you know, most CEOs and most business owners don't want to become hiring experts. It's, you know, one of the most important jobs of any CEO is to hire the very best people. But that doesn't mean that the CEO should become a kind of a, a HR assistant in the process, sifting CVs, things like that. That doesn't make a lot of sense. So we go where the candidates are. We have typically around 35 different sources that we actively source from. And that's, that's everything from paid promotions and ads, uh, private forums, communities, Facebook groups, because there are places that we know that we can go and find, you know, for instance, kind of uh, Right now, we're looking for we're hiring a German speaking and German writing content writer from Eastern Europe. So we know the place that we can go and find those. Uh, we recently hired kind of customer support agent that was really into digital art and illustration because that's what the business did. So we can find some really kind of niche kind of skills as well as the more conventional developers, things like that. Um, the main thing we do is just by doing it hand in hand. You know, we've got to really understand what people want and then we just help them to do it. And it's all about us being... I always talk about being helpful and friendly. So I jump on video calls an awful lot because that only by understanding what you really want, that's how we kind of, we're successful in um, helping people hire. Yeah, I think that that certainly does make sense. And I could see where if I were just interested in hiring a virtual assistant for five or 10 hours a week, that it'd be pretty easy. I could go on lots of different sites, but if I was actually trying to hire somebody for you, you referenced a couple of different skill sets that I just a, a, a high level um, engineer type person, uh, and I, as the business owner did not have deep knowledge in that, how would I even start this process? And it would be a mess. Um, so I imagine that that probably is really where you excel. Yeah, we do. We do a lot in that space because they're, those people are hard to find and, and increasingly interestingly, what we're seeing now is that people are coming to us, even for the, the you know, I'll refer to them a bit flippantly as the easy roles because they just want to outsource the work of doing the kind of the recruitment side of things and so you know what we specialize in is kind of just bringing to you the four or five candidates that you should look at we've sifted it down from 300 we do that hard work because no one likes seeing a list of you know another hundred or so emails in the inbox or applications and and i've never met anyone that likes reviewing cvs <laughs> right so um, you know, we do that bit. And so people come to us for the, the easier roles like virtual assistants, et cetera, because again, the danger is there's so many people out there that want to be a VA that you post an ad and you've suddenly got a couple of hundred responses and it's, you know, how do you choose? Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's a really good point right there. I, I imagine that on the low end, it would be a hundred, right? It's like how, how in the world do I even get started with this? No, probably no thanks. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so the costs in, uh, it, it 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 is lower if I'm hiring somebody from Eastern Europe than if I'm hiring somebody from from San Francisco. Is there a way to sort of break that down, or is it just so relative depending on where the depending on the geography? It, it can vary a lot, but it's less than half. It's literally you know kind of so if you take a comparable uh, developer in San Francisco, for instance, um, compare them with someone of the same skill set, or possibly you know often better, um, and certainly you see some quite different cultures differences so the work ethic we often find or very regularly find is is a lot stronger in eastern europe than than the western world um there's much less of a sense of entitlement than you know typically people are brought up with um like you and me here in uh, in the western world um so yeah always almost always less than 50 percent of what you pay locally and often much less so you know we're hiring you know really really high quality developers for maybe kind of 30 40 dollars an hour versus kind of double or triple that locally in in san francisco or in new york um 
and you know right down to kind of vas really really high quality people typically one or two degrees speaking multiple languages for kind of five six dollars an hour so yeah pretty pretty huge differences yeah no kidding entitlement in the western world no i have no idea what what, what are you talking about <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> that's awesome for world of instagram and facebook and everything else right? yes so how do how 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 do you make money in this process so we charge people a fee so people can um, either kind of post a job, uh, post a job ad on JobRack and they pay us $199 um, and we still help them, you know, but it's kind of that's the DIY route if you like, do it yourself. So they run the process themselves, they're filtering the candidates, um, but we're always on hand to help them and we, you know, we do give a lot of help. And the primary focus of what we do is the, the done with you service, which is where we help you to hire. So we, I often talk about it like climbing a mountain and, you know, some people are, you know, they just get stuck in. They've got a heavy rucksack on their back. They choose the route up the mountain, carry the heavy load. They do everything themselves. And that's the kind of $199 approach. Some people want to you know, have a mountain guide, choose the route for them, carry the heavy load, like having a, a Sherpa or a guide. And that's our done with you service that I do most of my time and energy is on that right now. Um, and that's going really well because people want to get rid of the hard stuff and the lower value side of things like sifting cvs and applicants and and finding applicants because that's the thing that most people can't do themselves um but they still want to be involved in the interview side of things so we kind of get them up to interview stage we kind of present a short list um and then people go from there and that's typically from around about kind of 1500 us dollars uh, per role and we work very very closely with people um on that and that's you know considerably less than kind of conventional recruiters um and uh, gets really good results and, and people are liking it a lot and that's that's driving some very rapid growth for me which comes with its own interesting challenges about how to scale and scale quickly at the, or at the right speed and um, but yeah it makes for some exciting times love it makes sense well Noel people are ready for your difference making tip what do you have for them so the thing for me is um get help so when you're faced with a task or a massive to-do list it's uh, a book that I read a little while ago is you know think who not how to do a task you know we're all great at looking at to-do lists and going right how shall I do this and no start off by thinking who and that is equally applicable whether you're in business whether you've got a job whether you're in the home life um, I see a lot of people kind of throwing away a lot of time that could be you could get that time back and that's the one thing that we can't get back so for me it's yeah think who and look at ways that you can get help in in life whether it's doing the laundry cleaning the house getting a virtual assistant or you know getting a developer to develop some functionality for your business um or, or anything in between and, and i'm always happy to help people kind of conceptualize and always visualize that sort of things but yeah get help is the main bit well i think that, that is great stuff that definitely gets come on come on Noel, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, give us the website again. Tell us pe how people can, can engage with you and JobRack. Yeah, sure. So uh, jobrack.eu is the primary site. Um, but for anyone that wants to get in touch with me, then feel free to uh, head to Connect with Noel. That's N-O-E-L. So connectwithnoel.com. Perfect. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Noel your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to jobrack.eu and take advantage of all the great work that Noel has done. Go to connect with Noel, C-O-N-N-E-C-T-W-I-T-H-N-O-E-L.com and uh, figure out how you can get help by thinking who, not how. Thanks again, Noel. Thanks, George. Take care. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together. <laughs>